This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays, because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void or prohibited. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast, sponsored by Nobody. We don't have to talk about some product today, which is good. You can actually help us out by uh, going to the iTunes store. We'll have a link uh, and rating the podcast. If you think it sucks, well, don't, if you think it sucks, don't rate it, you know, but if you must, if you must, who the hell rates podcasts they think suck? I mean, wouldn't you just not go back? Anyway, if you want, you can rate it nicely and give us a comment. It would be helpful. This is Chris Liss of Rotowire. I'm with uh, Yahoo Sports' Dalton Del Don. Together we are in the LVS Super Contest. We handicap the games each week, and we pick our five. Last week, Dalton, uh, what did we go, two, two, and one? That's correct. That's like our normal – that's like our record every week, it seems like. Yeah, we're – I don't know if we're going to win the, uh, the million-dollar prize there, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, we, we have a winning record on the year. It hasn't been a total catastrophe, but – at least the Patriots lost. By the way, we should just stay away from the Colts moving forward. I think we lost three straight betting on them, and then we went against last week uh, because you know we were set by points, and the the spread jumped to ten or ten and a half. And of course, they backdoor cover at the end there. The one, the one silver lining there is, I believe, you know, eighty percent of the people in this LDS uh, Super Contest picked the Patriots, so you know we didn't lose too much ground there. But but it's been frustrating with Indy for for you and I this year. Well, I actually picked Indy. By the way, your connection sucks. I hope it improves as we go along. Uh, I picked Indy uh, in the in the beating the book. I, it just seemed like a good angle. Like this whole revenge BS narrative. It, you know, there was a lot of points to lay on the road, uh, and I only went with New England because the line moved so much that we were getting two and a half extra points, and there was a chance luck didn't play, which would be a gift at seven and a half. So I just felt like. A game theory. I mean, every one of these games is 50-50. If you have a huge edge, like maybe there's a 20% chance or 25% chance luck doesn't play, and then you're getting two and a half points better than the line, that was worth – that was just worth it, you know, just as a – even though I didn't even like – I like the Colts, actually. Whoever bet out of money that can move the spread three points in, in a matter of a second <laughs> will have been pressed out there and not happy with the result there in the sun you know, the back door there, because clearly someone bet a lot to make the line move. And uh, I hear you, though, and that's why, yeah, I didn't love the Patriots, but the fact that they're locked in at seven and a half points, on a principle, you kind of have to, you know, works. But, but enough about that game. What about, uh, you know, you said my life was on the line and my Niners came through. That's the one I went to bat for. They did. Um, I was secretly kind of hoping that, you know, when it was 25-20 <laughs> that they'd go, and of course they would go for two. In that two and a half points spread, of course the Ravens, if they score, would go for two, uh, and then just, just you know, it was kind of like in Pulp Fiction when John Travolta, they somebody keys his car and he's like shooting up heroin, talking to the heroin dealer, and uh, he said, you know, he's just so mad about his beautiful slick car being keyed. But he said it'd be almost worth it to have him key it for him to catch him keying it, <laughs> and I was almost like it'd almost be worth losing that for me to just blame you for losing that. Especially if how it would have happened too on like you know a, a touchdown as time expired and the two point conversion to make it a half point that infuriated save you twenty dollars though because bet on that game 
know, when I made it the one of our picks, hey, uh, you're, you're off the hook. I hate to say this, man, but your sound is so garbled. I don't know if this is going to be usable. Over one. Well, all right. Do you want to just try one more time? I don't know. I mean, we're, I think we're off to a good start, but it's just so garbled. Yeah, whatever you think. I mean, I can't tell how bad it sounds, so you tell me. Oh, you? it sounds fine on your end? Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll just keep going and see how it shakes out, and then I'll just put it up there regardless. We'll call in if you want. I mean, it sounds bad, but it's not wasted an hour. You know, I mean, whatever. All right, all right. Well, it's just that I don't, you know, we, we've tried like three times, you know? It's like, what are we going to do? Mean, <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? You rebooted your computer. You... You know, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know how we're going to remedy this. I mean, what is wrong with your connection? I don't know. All right. Well, maybe we'll just keep going for a little bit. Let's just let's just see, because um, I don't know if it gets better. All right. So now, I the, the game that I picked uh, was the Lions, and we got a push, which you know, I don't know. That's not good. I mean, a push, but it's not. It's also not that bad. It was also bullshit. Like the Lions, they muffed two punts in the end of the game. I mean. They should have covered that spread. And then at one point they shouldn't have because they were in big trouble and they got bailed out by a penalty. But it was just annoying. Like the Lions, I just realized like taking the Chiefs and the Lions, teams like that, it's just it's not worth the emotional toil. It's not worth the emotional cost to be rooting for those teams. No, I know. I was cursed while during that game. But um, it seemed that uh, that, that was actually a really exciting game, back and forth, uh, really high scoring for – Teams that have a combined whatever two wins of now, um, that was a, that was an exciting. But yeah, another push for us. At least it is, I think, is a half a point in this tournament. But um, yeah, we lost with the Cardinals. That I, I I still firmly believe we would have been fine if Michael Vick didn't leave hurt in that game. Yeah, that's that was annoying. I, I also had Martavis Bryant in some uh, DFS lineups, and I basically last minute sat him because um, I thought Ah Vick's not going to be able to get him the ball. It's not worth it. So that was unfortunate. Um, so we lost with Arizona. We lost with um, the Patriots. We won with the Niners. And we won with what was the Saints. other one? The Saints. Saints was so easy. Ah, oh, that was like I was in such a good mood after Thursday night. Like I have Devonta Freeman in a few places. The Saints rolled. I don't have Julio Jones. He didn't do much. It was just such an enjoyable. I'm so rarely just in a good mood after a football game. Like there was just nothing bad that happened in that game. Yeah, especially a standalone game, and we didn't even have to sweat it. I mean, no. the... that was easy. Um, all right, so let's let's start to turn to this week's slate. I mean, you know, I suppose I'm like ever so slightly to blame for forcing us into a push game that was, I think, the right side. But actually, I... hold on, hold on. Let's go back to one that I fought for and you completely denied. Was that this Giants game happened Monday night? And I, I was feeling good after they drove seven nothing lead, but you should be embarrassed to call that your team. I mean, I I had them at the back end of a teaser that I used with the Patriots for a decent amount of money. Actually, I leave the room with my wife and daughter. I mean, I was getting like actually enraged. Like if it wasn't they're they're getting, uh, roughing the passer when it would have been on fourth down, right, right. then then uh, running into the punter when there's starts to go after stopping them at the 10, and I was facing DeMarco Murray in an NFFC league and I had Eli Manning, and that running into the punter resulted in an 85-yard drive and a touchdown Murray and Eli Manning. It was six-point per TD passing NFFC. Like, this was like, not only did I have the teaser, but I'm the Giants, the penalties, the turnovers, the not being able to recover fumbles, That I mean, you should be just ashamed of rooting for that team. You know, that's true. You did push. You pushed for the Giants. I saved us a loss. I you told did. you the Eagles were going to cover. <laughs> so you should have even brought that up in this context. You can make fun of my team, but you deserve blame, and you're lucky. You're lucky that I had the wisdom not to <laughs> yes. let you take that game. You shouldn't have brought that up in this context. That had to be one of the worst played games of the season, though. I'm sorry. Like, the Giants are not that bad. That was just that was just an abomination. I mean, that, I don't understand what happened. I mean, Bradford was trying to give him the ball, and he still couldn't do I mean, I don't know. You're right, though. No, thank you for 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 noting me on that one because clearly that was that was an embarrassment. It's kind of a house of horrors for them, Philly, and you know Prince of Mukamara wasn't playing. Beckham, I don't think, was 100. percent It was just a bad setup. But yeah, it was crazy. They drove down so easily, scored, forced a three and out, drove down again to the 22 yard line, and Larry Dinell is so soft. He just gets like the ball <laughs> taken away from him on a reception, you know. And you're like, they just rolling so easily. And then that was the last thing they ever did. Like after that takeaway, the game it was twenty-seven nothing at that after that point, and it was just such a joke. 
And the only reason I wasn't more enraged and embarrassed was because uh, Andre was supposed to draft my NFBKC team for me. He was supposed to do it for me. But his boss, like at the last second, called him in. He was traveling in Chicago or something. And so I basically had to do it myself, doing absolutely zero prep, knowing nothing about the NBA, and texting him, like, who should I take? Here's who's gone. It was like a nightmare while I was trying to watch the Monday night game. And then, like, Heather brings some food to me, and Sasha's, like, trying to play with me. And I'm doing, like, five things at once. So I, be- I was, like, watching the game, but I was, like, annoyed with it. But I was just so overwhelmed that I couldn't really even I- – I didn't even really – emotionally process it and yeah it was terrible it was horrible that game but you know if you're going to be stuck doing something else when your team is playing that's that's the kind of game you want to miss yeah is that the rotowire online championship yeah it's the basketball one right yeah i'm in those uh next month please oh you, you're t- doing one of those yeah. yeah um you know i our team is, is going to dominate probably but i i have no idea who half the guys i took were so it's it'll be interesting um, they were, you know, I used our draft kit I just, and then Dre was giving me texts to take guys. Um, all right. So let's go to this week's slate. I can barely hear you, but just speak really loudly and clearly to the extent that, you know, you can and three quarters of me, one quarter of you, that it, it's definitely going to be an improved podcast anyway. So let's, uh, let's do this. Um, the first game on the slate is, um, I, I mean, I, I, well, I'll let you go first, but it's Seattle minus six on Thursday night, uh, against your Niners. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that this team could be easily one in five. I mean, they they they're Calvin Johnson one inch away from that fumble, and they're they're a one in five team. I mean, that's this hard to hard to fathom that they're both two and four, <laughs> the, the Niners and Seahawks. But having said that, um, I'm going to be at this game. By the way, um, the 49ers have played better at home. Uh, Seattle's clearly not the team that they've been in the past. But having said that, I'm still actually going to lay the points there. Maybe I'm a pessimistic uh, fan worried about sitting through a blowout, which has happened quite frequently when facing the Seahawks recently. But um, uh, talk me out of it. I'm leaning toward laying the point. I mean, it's so contrarian. I, I was like, you know, maybe Seattle's good and they'll show us, but, like, I'm just going to do the obvious, take the Niners. I mean, they're, they're not good, but they're not that terrible. They played pretty well last week, and, like, I mean, I don't know. It just seems crazy that they're laying six in San Francisco. I mean, obviously the bookies are just begging you to take the Niners. But then again, there's just like the Seattle reputation thing that that kind of just – I mean, Seattle wasn't even that great on the road when they were good. Right. You know, I, I just – this game, this line would be 12 in, in Seattle. Should they be 12-point favorites over anybody? They can't pass protect to save their lives. Kaepernick's been yeah, playing Niners, better. Niners can't rush the quarterback this year is part of the problem. But, yeah, no, I hear you. Again, maybe I'm clouded by – my, I'm, I'm just worried and have been, and you know, suffered some brutal losses at the Seahawks recently. But I hear you just in principle with the way the Seahawks have played. It is a little absurd to be nearly touchdown favorite against a division rival on the road in a short week in prime time. Yeah, that 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 does seem a little a little off. It's just crazy. I mean, I, you know, again, the, the, you, they're clearly saying, "Go ahead, take San Francisco. It's easy money," and then going to stab you in the back when the Seahawks win by, you know, thirteen. But I don't know, man. I, I, I just have to stick with the obvious here. I, I just, they got to prove it. I mean, how much reputation? Are we, they were favored in Cincinnati, Seattle. They lost. They were favored by seven at home against Carolina. They lost outright. No, no, no. They were underdogs in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by three. And, oh, they, and, were, right. okay. and they were up 24 to seven in that game. Yeah, and a fumble touchdown. And, and when, when that game got close, Cincinnati was dominating it at the end. It was like every drive was three and out for Seattle. And every. Oh. Right, and and their their only other win, other than you know that the crazy lucky Detroit one, uh, let's not forget they were uh, up only three to nothing at halftime at home to Jimmy Claus Bears. Right. Yeah. So I mean, what have they basically? Uh, yeah. No, this they, they've been they've been very shaky this season. And it's a, this is just like treating them like they're pretty like they're the basically last year's team. So I don't. I, I'm taking the Niners here. Uh, okay, we differ on that. You got Buffalo. Uh, it's kind of they're not at Jacksonville because this is a London game, and the line is five and a half. I think it moved up from three and a half because it looks like Terod Taylor's practicing tomorrow, um, and that's obviously a big upgrade over EJ Manuel. I've got a lean on this, where, but I want to hear what you think. First of all, who is streaming the game, and um, we're gonna you know be uh, doing some pub. Long story, I have to get up at six. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to get up before that. I'm going to be video Skyping 
game, and man, I'm going to have to probably present myself, so I have to get up at 6 a.m., and that's just going to be a nightmare. Uh, man, it's probably going to be an ugly game as well. But anyway, the uh, Bills is the side that I would probably lean toward here. I keep backing Jacksonville, trying to go ugly, and they keep not coming through. This line suggests what? It would be Buffalo by less than a field goal in Bill. I know their defense has great made hope, but Taylor should be back. So I'm going to go with the Bills here on this neutral field. Yeah, I will too, especially because Buffalo is kind of taking on the chin a little bit, and I think they're a little desperate to get a, a good win, and this is just such an easy target. You know, I like, I like taking the team that's kind of coming off some bad losses and, and having an easy, you know, just like an easy matchup. Um, so I, I would also lay the wood. If Bortles has been really surprising fantasy-wise, as many touchdowns the last two weeks as Peyton Manning has the entire end, but he's still like it's in a you know terrible YPA and a lot of turnovers. So uh, real life wise, he still remains quite shaky. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Buffalo could you know score thirty thirty one, and then Bortles will get to you know twenty three and get good garbage stats again or something, but nothing special uh, real life wise. Okay, let's uh, move on to uh, Cleveland at St. Louis right now. It looks like the line's about five and a half. Go ahead, you go first. I feel like uh, the Rams usually for division battles more so. I, I, don't know, I could see this one going either way. I don't feel strongly. Todd Gurley might go crazy, berserk coming out of their bye. But McCown and this team has been feisty, so I'm going to take the points. Yeah, that's where I am too. I, I think Gurley's going to go nuts, but so what? He gets 200 yards and a touchdown or two, and McCown gets his yardage. I think the uh, Rams' pass rush is good, but the Cleveland line is pretty good too. And I don't think the Cleveland back end is that good. They can be exploited. So I, I do think um, the Browns should be able to hang with them. So I, I'm taking the points, too. Um, I also did what I did last week because it seemed to work. I went 8-5-1, and one, which was just predict the scores first and then see where it put me. And the Browns, I had 24-20 Rams, and then I looked at the line. And it was actually four, which was a push initially, but it's five and a half now, so that puts me on the Browns. All right, how about Pittsburgh? Uh, it looks like they're laying two at um, Kansas City right now. It said three and a half at open dead. I, don't, I think, you know, some question whether Roethlisberger is going to be playing. Um, man, Kansas City, I mean, I don't know if you saw that game, but they, so, they were so the right side plus four last week. And Andy Reid is just so dumb. I mean, he's just so dumb and so cowardly. And uh, we won't, I won't repeat the joke. I sent you via email, but... Admit it, it was a good joke. Yeah, I mean, if you had, you know, come on. You, you should have tweeted that. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't want to lose, uh, lose what, very, what minimal uh, job security I do have. So anyway, didn't make a joke. It was very tasteless. I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, P- uh, Pittsburgh's laying to at uh, KC. I just can't do it, man. I got to take Pittsburgh. I don't care. It's going to be chalky. Everyone's going to want Pittsburgh. It's a stupid sucker play. But I just can't back that team. I can't back a coach who, on fourth and two with a minute left, down ten nothing at midfield, punts. It's like, wait, but if we fail, then they can get the ball at midfield. Yeah, but that's exactly where you'll be if you succeed. And it's fifty-fifty on fourth and two. So why not just try? You're down ten nothing. Like, you know, that just shows. Like on an even money bet, he didn't want it when you're actually wanting more possessions. Like he basically elected to have the half end. But you're down, and you're on the road, and you're an underdog. That's exactly what you don't do. But still, they should have won. And then Charkandrick West, I mean, that, f- that effing guy, man. I mean, come on. That dude fumbles on, like, the penultimate drive. I mean, that gave away the cover right that there. One, you were telling it. Listen last week to use him in test. Who did I tell? I'm messing with you. I read uh, your call. <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, put him in my lineups and, because people are like, Charkandrick West, he's not bad. You know, it's a good situation. And never again, man. I, you know, it's like I'm only going to put in guys who, who I know, who I, you know, I, I was talking about like Michael Floyd. Like I know who Michael Floyd is. He's cheap. His role is, you know, comes and goes. But I know what the situation is there. You know, I, I had no idea what Andy Reid's going to do and who this guy is. And I'm, I'm exactly with you here, which means I, I keep back the last few weeks, and so now I'm, in, and I actually been fading Pittsburgh mainly because of Michael Vick. So naturally, of course, I will I will pick Pittsburgh here, and see we'll get some flukes and 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 probably cover. But I'm totally with you. I I'm I'm done backing this Kansas City team. 
Um, Macklin suffering a concussion. Obviously, the offense badly misses Jamal Charles. Um, really coached, as you said. So, Larry Jones, I'm just going to assume he's the starter here, regardless of Vic's health. And Big Ben probably needs one more week. So, um, yes, I, I hear you that that's probably the public side for sure, but I refuse to, to bet on KC uh, yet again. I'd rather be wrong with the Steelers than, than right with KC. I just don't want it. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. Um, okay, which is probably when you should pr- take them because everybody feels the same way. Everybody's disgusted. Uh, okay, uh, Texans plus uh, four and a half at Miami. Um, I think I picked a side here, but go ahead. You go first. I feel like I keep fading Miami and you keep liking them, but I'm just going to stay the course here. I know they looked really good with a new coaching re- regime and they righted the ship after that bye and Lamar Miller finally touched the ball more than 10 times. Uh, but I think Brian Hoyer is more than competent and, and Aaron Foster's back. I think this, they can keep this within four points. So give me the dog. Yeah, I think I'm taking Miami. I, I'm not strong on it, but I had them, um, what do they have them? 30 to 23. I think Miami's D is better than the Texans' D right now. Now, I might be proven wrong on that, but I just I like what they did in that game. Obviously, Tennessee is a real weak opponent. But Houston seems to give it up to almost everybody. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I could see it either way. I'm not strong on this. I had Miami 30-23, to 23, but I could see it 24-23 to 23 also. Yeah, pretty crazy. Miami had one sack on the season entering last week and had five by halftime, including four by Cameron Wake. I mean, that's... That, I mean, Joe Philbin, hopefully he wasn't watching. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to be missed too much in Miami. No. I mean, it was just it was just the perfect storm of, of the bye week, getting that coach that everybody just hated playing for out of the way, and then all of a sudden the talent stuck out. And we'll see. Houston's kind of like that, too. I mean, Bill O'Brien doesn't seem like a bad coach necessarily, but they're, just, they're, they're like the other Miami. They're like the totally underachieving team so far this year that you look at the – the personnel that they have, right? They've got, you know, obviously J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney. Didn't they pick up Vince Woolfork? Yes. They, they, I mean, Jonathan Joseph. You look at the defense, you're like, these guys should be good, you know? And they're just not. They're terrible. And then it's actually the offense that has been a little bit better with Hoyer at QB. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins is my uh, – he's been the one breakout crazy fantasy guy that I actually do own. I own no shares of Devontae Freeman, but – have Hopkins both in NFFC and Stopa. So so he's been my guy so far this year. Love him. Yeah, he's been good. I have him in that steak league, so I'm definitely an eater. I'm not buying steaks, which is nice. I have him in a bunch of I have a really good team. I have Brady and a couple guys that it's really that you know, that league it's all about just not buying and not gonna win. I mean it's only week six of so all my guys got hurt. I guess I could have a problem. When you're like two hundred points above the stake line and six weeks in, it's just it's like you don't even care about that league anymore. It's that's not even important because all the stress is out of it. Right, like in, in you know Stopa and, and NFFC, like I said, though you know points still going to matter big time toward well, especially NFFC, you know, a big tournament where you could win a grand prize. You're, you're hanging your head on every single every single point, but yeah, you, you're, you'll be fine in the stake league. I'm no longer in it, so you'll probably be you know you'll be you'll be eating. Yeah, I was. I only didn't eat one. I mean, there's only one year out of like 15 we've done it now. Did I have the indignity of buying and I had to double buy? the year that I took Randy Moss and uh, rookie Ryan Matthews, who was, had an ankle injury all year with half my budget. But, and then one year in like 2003, I want to say, or 2005, I had the indignity of buying my own stake. Every other year besides that, you know, 14 out of 16 or whatever it is, I ate for free. And, and you're the kind of guy who orders the main course for an appetizer when you're, uh, when you're not buying. I wasn't boozing last year. These dudes don't even know what the, what's going to hit them. Not only – this, this year – I think I got the main course as an appetizer, and then I got the surf and turf, okay? <laughs> and it said market price on it. You know, there was no price on it. So, um, you know, it ended up being like $75. And this is not even an exp- – I mean, it's $75 for the entree, but th- this is not even an expensive restaurant, right? So um, it's going to get ugly this year for sure. Um, and those dudes, I'm sure they already hate me, and I'm going to keep stoking that. Um, all right, but anyway uh, – Moving on past that, uh, we uh, got this – is, this is a game. This is just amazing, man. The Jets are plus nine at New England. That is just crazy. I mean, I know New England's good, but plus nine against the Jets team that's maybe got the best defense in the NFL and has an offense that's probably above average. I mean, nine? This is just a big line. It is a massive line. I know it's in New England, and the public usually backs them. But, man, this Jets team – 
allowing just 5.4 YPA. Uh, that's 0.6 lower than the next lowest. Um, yeah, as you said, a pretty good offense. I mean, really good skill position players. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Chris Ivory looks like a top five back in the NFL. Uh, Fitzpatrick is taking just no sacks. This is a really good team. I actually looked up their odds to win the Super Bowl today because I was curious. Uh, two two teams that I was hoping that would be semi-long odds are the, the Steelers. They were only 15-1, to 1, I saw, and the Jets were 20-1. to 1. So nothing too great. But um, I could see either of those teams making a deep, deep run, and, and no way am I laying the point here. I, I would happily take the Jets plus nine, and I would, be, I would definitely also advise going against the Patriots uh, if you're in a survivor pool. I mean, sorry, not using them. Right, fading them and hoping a lot of people are on them because it's a big line and just cashing in, yeah. Uh, all right, so the Jets are going to be one of our picks, right? I mean, it's a little Captain Obvious, but sometimes you just got to take it. No, they're, they're really good. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so that's one of them. Um, all right, so next one, Minnesota laying two and a half at Detroit. Um, I, I know what I like here, but go ahead. Uh, um, you've been on Detroit lately and, um, I'm going to go that side here. I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised if this was flipped, you know, totally of, of five points in Detroit with a team that were favored by two and a half. Right. I mean, but obviously that's the, the, the least amount of five point swing you can get is from two and a half to two and a half because, right. you know, they're not reaching that field goal. But, but, but anyway, um, Detroit looked a little better last week. Uh, they're, they're averaging 66 rushing yards per game this season. Next worst is like 85. I think that'd be a historical pace for futility on the ground. But, of course, that doesn't matter nearly as much as passing. And Stafford finally went downfield to Calvin Johnson. They're at home. Minnesota strikes me as a, a fairly, you know, maybe they're a decent team. But but still, not, I'm not going to lay, you know, expect them to win by a field goal on the road against this division po- opponent. So give me Detroit. Yeah, I'll take Detroit. The only disturbing thing about Detroit, and I watched a lot of that game because I took them in my rebuy survivor pool last week too. I mean, rebuy survivor is fun because you just take garbage, and if you lose, you just buy back in. A lot of people don't, and then you get all this extra money in the pool, you know, that's like totally worth buying back in. Uh, but anyway, the problem was Detroit's offensive line sucks. Their D sucks. Okay, that's definitely true. But their offensive line also sucks. Like, Stafford played a great game. He threw one bad pick, but for the most part, he was just under assault and just making throws. And obviously his receivers are good, but, man, they just could not block the Bears. The Bears are not known as a good defense, and that was in Detroit also. I still will take Detroit. Um, I just don't respect Minnesota that much. I think Detroit, they're bad, but they're going to show up. I don't know. I I just take the points at home. I'm not big on this one, though. Yeah, no, I'm not either. But you're right. Last week that score could have been way different if it wasn't for two muffed punts, as you suggested earlier. That. That was totally fluky. Yeah, I can't remember the last significant game where there were two muff punts that ended up deciding the game. Do you remember a game like that? Um, vaguely. I might have. I might have been to an NFC Championship game where poor Kyle Williams ruined my. Uh, now, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you could blame Kyle Williams, but they did send him out there totally concussed to catch punts. You know that that's why it happened. And the week before, the Saints were really targeting his head. I mean, that, that's where that whole happened. You know, when they were right, suspended, right. they were targeting out Smith, and they knew that Kyle Williams had suffered past concussions, and they were targeting his head, and the Giants reaped the benefits one week later. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was crazy. All right. Um, let's uh, go to Atlanta. Thank you for pointing that out, though. Thank you. Yeah, I just, it just reminded me. It's the only other game I can remember. Two muff punts in, a, in such Slightly a Slightly short... more on the line than the, uh, the, the Detroit-Chicago game. Slightly more on the line. Although I had a lot. We had quite a bit on the line with the uh, Detroit. You know, don't. That's what they had more on the line. I might have had more on the line on this. Uh, financially, though. Emotionally, obviously. The other one was bigger. Um, Atlanta plus um, four and a half at Tennessee. Minus, minus four. Um, right, minus, right. That would be an easy call. Minus four and a half at Tennessee. I mean, I, I predicted the score of this. Well, okay. Actually, it moved to four and a half. So now I, I actually, well, what, what's our line? It's four or four and a half. It looks four and a half-ish, right? There's, I see all four and a halfs pretty much in all the books, right? Oh, now it has. Yeah, I printed one out earlier, so I looked at while I was uh, driving around. But now, um, yeah, it's all four and a half, looks like now. All right, because under that condition, then I'm actually taking Tennessee. I had Atlanta 28-24, and that was a push. And again, I made up the score, and then I went to check the line. I really didn't know which side I had. Yeah, when I was deciding earlier, it looked like half fours, half four and a half, and I was leaning toward Atlanta just because I think they are still a good team. I know many people consider them a fraud. We just saw them lose to a, a you know a very shaky New Orleans team, but they have a few more extra days to prepare and. Zach Mettenberger, who hasn't he been picked off in every game in which he's played? I no, think he's that, good. Zach I don't know about that. He's better than he's better than Mariota. 
Check out that, Mettenberger's numbers from last year. Really? He's, he's better than Mariota. I mean, look, I don't know. Mariota might be end up being a good quarterback because he's the second overall pick. But look at Mettenberger's numbers when he came in last year. He was actually good. I was surprised they – I mean, they were – you know, they either had a trade out of the spot because they had a very valuable pick. But I'm going to go look this up. Over yeah, 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 yeah. He had nine turnovers and eight touchdown passes, 7.9 YPA is damn good. So, yeah. Yeah, and a totally terrible team. And if you compare it to, like, the other guys, like Locker and those other guys that were there last year at the beginning and whoever it was, like, Charlie Whitehurst, who, who I can't remember who it was. It was a bunch of scrubs. But, you know, he was he was good, man. He looked good, too. He has a big arm. I mean, he, he looked the part. Yeah, I think he would have been taken earlier. I don't follow college that much, but I'm pretty sure he tore his his uh, knee, and he would have been early. That was on that. He was on that. Like, Ellis was loaded with Jeremy Hill, uh, Jarvis Landry. I don't know with Odell Beckham. That team was loaded. Um, so he, yeah, he has a good pedigree too. Uh, so maybe you're right. I don't feel strongly about this one. So I'm not gonna. Like I said, I had Landon when I thought it was four. Um, I, I could go either way on that. So I mean, okay. well, the, the problem is, you know, Ken was in on it's just like betting the Chiefs or betting the Lions. It's like you take these teams week after week, and you're like, it just takes it takes the decades off your life. You know, it's just. You just feel just the despair when you're when you're trying to hope that they come back or something. So that's the only negative. I mean, I think you know Dan Quinn is probably a better coach and they obviously have a better quarterback. And they it's it's a little bit disturbing. The other thing that's not good is that Julio Jones practiced I think on Monday, which he normally doesn't do. Well, yeah, they have that. Ex- they last played Thursday, so they have that extra rest. And and you said the coaching's better. And they're they're coming off a loss. I still think this team is pretty good. I mean, and, and I think a lot of people think it's shaky because of. The- I mean, shade for a team was very recently undefeated because of their schedule, but I think they're clearly better. So, but say we're just not going to use this one. Bottom line, yeah, we're not going to use it. And I, you know, and it's also like obviously the public's going to be in Atlanta, and the, you know, the, you know, Tennessee is sort of the, the sharper bet. I think I would probably, think. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I, I'm going to reserve judgment on that one too, um, just because I just it's as I said, it's just tough to bat, back whiz and punt. All right, so um, Tampa Bay plus three and a half at Washington. Do you have a side here? Yeah, I kind of like Washington, actually. If I look at, uh, you know, we uh, on the Yahoo podcast this morning, we talked about uh, we always try to streaming a defense that's not owned by a lot. And, and Washington kind of jumped out at me as a, a team that, yeah, they didn't play well last week, but they've been, been mostly feisty, and that Jets team is really good. And uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they're coming off a bye, but Jameis Winston is just dying to give up the ball. And and uh, I think I play like Washington here a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa. Um, you know that feeling when this team, like, they get beat by the Jets, and you're like, oh, it's a tough matchup. And they play Atlanta, and they have to go to overtime, and you know, either team could have won. And they play everybody tough, and you're like, this team's not that bad. And, you're, and then, they, you know, they have one bad loss, and you're like, all right, well, I'll take them for value. And then you realize, like, they're just they just broke. Like it's just they lost too many games. That like feistiness thing. I don't know, man. I'm just gonna take the Bucks. I I I and then you look at Washington, like Jordan Reed is still got concussed and who knows if he'll play. Deshaun Jackson's hamstring is still a problem. Who's on that team? It's like, you know, they've got like Pierre Garcon and you know, their quarterback, Kirk Cousins and hey, come on, don't underestimate Jamison Crowder. And Jamison Crowder. It's just a bunch of dudes. Like it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to back them as like a more than three point favorite. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer it be three. Um, and plus, I think Mike Evans gets involved this week. I think like he's gonna—he's such a game changer. I think they're gonna get him the ball. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it certainly hasn't happened so far. Maybe he's—you know—maybe the extra reps during the the bye week is you know, he missed all preseason. There's a rookie quarterback, so that that's been part of the problem with him developing a rapport. And maybe Safarian Jenkins returns at tight end as well. So. Um, all right. Okay. Another one we disagree on. I wasn't, you know, wanting to, yeah. to use that anyway. So no, I'm not strong on it either. Um, okay. So here's one that I would use, but I, I have a feeling we're going to disagree. New Orleans plus four and a half at Indy. I feel pretty strong about this one. Interesting. It's one of two. The other one I really didn't like was the Pittsburgh city. And this is the other one I marked that, that if you feel strongly, by all means, fine, because this was the toughest one, one of the tougher ones for me. Um, I, I held my nose and went with the Saints, even though I think they're terrible. Um, I just can't handle this Pagano and, and Mesa Indy, and, and now all of a sudden they're going to win by a touchdown. 
Um, I was leaning toward when in doubt, I just like to take the points. But again, you could talk me out of this one. It's four and a half, right? The line. Yeah, I just meant, you know, in between four and a half and seven. I mean, that's that weird zone, you know, that area. Yeah, I I think the Colts are just going to crush them. I mean, the Saints, they won a game at home against a division rival. Atlanta New Orleans games are always close, usually. I mean, it actually wasn't that close. New Orleans rolled. But I just, the Saints suck. I mean, maybe they're turning the corner. But I mean, they're going on the road now to Indy. And Indy, you know, they had zero time. Like, honestly, like in that New England game, you could see Luck is taking all these sacks because he wants to look down the field. He's not a dink and dunk guy, but it's just he, the play just can't develop. He's just under assault, and their line does suck. But I mean, New Orleans, I don't fear that pass rush, and I think if Luck gets in a rhythm, he's just going to tear this team up. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, over there's what 52, 52 and a half in some places. So that that you know that suggests the four points, four and a half points is even less meaningful. So, like I said, I really feel strongly about that. So I could see it. Okay, so we'll talk about that one later. Um, and then Oakland. Oh, we're going uh, to pick the Colts again. We are just really. Well, oh, we should have picked them last week. I mean, you know, they, they got a little lucky. They got a pick six early in the game, and they got a backdoor cover. But you know, they just at home, like they they're going to score points. And um, it wasn't just a luck. It wasn't just a pick six. It was one that Edelman had a broken finger and right. gift you know gift wrapped it for the. I mean, that was right. just totally. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was totally not Brady's fault. Um, all right. Uh, I also. Oakland plus four at San Diego. I felt like pretty clear about this one too. I think San Diego is really good. Um, I understand their defense struggles. And, and, I, and I, I said this last week, I like them more as an, an underdog than I do a favorite. And it's not like they have great home field advantage. It's a division game. So maybe it's close. Oakland's obviously proving off a bye, but man, Phillip Rivers is just putting up some monster stats. I, this is the week when they get right coming off some back-to-back games in which they lost essentially on the final play at the goal line. Um, so I have the Chargers really get right here and, and kind of run away with this. Yeah, I mean, why is this line seven? I mean, Oakland? I mean, I, someone's buy, anyone's buying into Oakland, really? I, it's just weird. Like, seven, if this line were seven, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'll take San Diego. You know, like, why? Right. I, I guess I just don't understand why it's four. Like, these are even remotely equal teams. Oh, I t- okay, so we're going to mark this one down? You're yeah, mark this I mean, one? I don't know. It feels like a trap or something. The biggest trap last week, and by the way, you liked it more than me. I was just going to say. Is Arizona? Arizona, it was yeah. such a trap. It was like, it was just well, you know what though? But it is, it is bullshit that Vic got hurt. I stand by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. watching the game, that is, watching that is, it. I mean, were you, they they couldn't move the ball at all. Yeah, no, that is that is actually. I mean, that's a tough. That was actually kind of a tough break. Um, okay, so we're both on San Diego. I don't, it just seems so obvious. Like, why? You know, three is equal teams. These aren't equal teams. Derek Carr. I mean, that experiment is still. You know, I I don't know if that's going to work out for them. Uh, okay, so. I, now we got Dallas plus three and a half at the Giants. And I was, you know, I was right about the Giants last week, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on this game. As much as I just, I mean, that was just a, a mockery, the ugliest game I've seen quite some time. I'm well with them. I think it's a mistake to go to Matt Castle. I think he's a downgrade. And not that I think that, I know they're coming off a bye, man. Justin Michael involved. But the Giants, are a team that led, what, by double digits in their first, what, three or four games? Uh, probably going to be off then after watching that national television look like a, a, a JV squad. So I think they get right. Uh, divisional games are often close. I get that. But back home, Matt, I'm fading Matt Castle. Uh, give me the Giants. Yeah, I'm inclined to take the Giants, too, just because, you know, I mean, with Castle and Des Bryant's not likely to play. And if he is, if he's even close to 100%, I'd be, I'd be surprised. What does Dallas do well? I mean, they their offensive line. That's it. <laughs> that's not that's not a basis for a good team. And I think like they for a while they hung with like the Falcons and they got blown out at the end of that game, and then they got beat up by uh, who did they get blown out by the last time they just played after the Falcons. Patriots. Patriots. Patriots killed them, right? But that's that's no big deal. But I just think like you know when like in the the Roadrunner cartoons when like one of them I think the Coyote would like run off the cliff and he keeps running. And he, he still uh, – he doesn't fall right away, but he runs for, like, 10 more feet off the cliff, and then he looks down and realizes he's been let off a cliff, and then he drops. Do you remember those cartoons? Yes, I do. I f- kind of feel like that happens sometimes. Like, you know, Dallas loses Romo and Des Bryant, and they start to – they keep playing. Like, they're not that bad for, like, a game and a half or something. And then they, like, look down, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're like, terrible. Like, we don't have anybody. And well, Jerry Jones saying Brandon Whedon – this whatever ball he's ever seen, and then two weeks later he's he's advocating benching him for Matt Castle. I mean, they I don't they, they don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go Giants. Although the Giants have been 
prone to cascades of horrible games. I'm a Giants fan. And I got into this big argument with Tim Shuler. He, he was arguing. I was complaining, and he said, oh, Coughlin's a Hall of Fame coach. And he may make the Hall of Fame. He probably will because of the Super Bowls. But I'm like, that dude is – he's okay. He's, you know, he's above average. But I don't think he's a Hall of Fame coach. And I've just seen so many no-shows from the Giants in crazy spots. Last week didn't surprise me at all. But I've seen, you know, just over the last five years, you know, especially since they won their last Super Bowl – it, there's just been some disastrous no-shows, so I don't. And then they, su- could, then they could conversely, arguably the greatest team in NFL history. Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, in the, <laughs> yeah, those playoff runs were amazing, right? But they they are capable of two or three terrible games in a row. I mean, I've seen games where you're like, how do they not have any dignity that they that they can't play better than this? And it'll be three games in a row. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall and watch Coughlin either both at halftime and after that last game. He must have turned so bright red. The thing is, if Coughlin ever yelled at me and I were one of his players, like this year for screwing up, I'd be like, but dude, week one. I'd be like, but week one. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I may have fumbled the ball, but like week one, like you basically just gifted a game against a division rival, like a must win road game, and you just gifted it. So it's hard. I don't know how he can get at the players with a straight face anymore. Enough to, to kind of mark that one as a bill. Possible. I don't. I don't love it, but I mean, if if we were stuck, I would use it. But again, I, I think the method to do, even though we're two two and one, no matter what we do, who cares what method we use? Um, it's hard to go two two and one every week. To go five hundred on a five game slate, that's not easy. You got to get a tie in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough, but we managed to get it. Um, but anyway, the the thing is, like, again, I want to go with the system of like, you know, you basically pick the ones you like best, and the other dude has to agree, right. unless it's like opposed to the one he liked, because this compromise stuff. It's like Heather and I want to see this. I want to see this action movie. She wants to see some piece of shit stupid movie. And then we compromise, and it's, like, terrible, right? Whereas if she just gets her way, fine, I'll sit through whatever it is, and I get my way. I, at least I can see a, a good movie one out of every two times, right? Whereas if you just compromise, you may never see a good movie. Yeah, you're going to see a bunch of C-pluses as opposed to a and a, and a D, by the way, the, the last movie she chose was way better than the one I chose. Um, I chose, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, Guardians of the Galaxy because I heard it was a good action movie. And it was like the stupidest movie. It was like made for like 16-year-old boys. Like it was like this corny, canned humor. It was okay, but it was just, I was embarrassed. I was like looking over at her like, I'm so sorry. I made you go to this movie. Like it's embarrassing to me. Like I felt truly ashamed. Um, and then her pick was uh, this movie Wild Tales. Yeah, you told me about that. I have that bookmarked. I've heard good things, not just from you. I really want to yeah, see that. That movie was great. That movie was mind-blowing and very funny and very dark, um, and it was very good. And so, you know, she's she's on the positive side of the ledger. But I'm just saying the compromise thing is never optimal. You just no, even, even our mediocre showing last week, it really wasn't that. Uh, where, we, where we lost was the kind of the compromise. And, I mean, you, you went out of your way for Detroit. I guess that only tied. But um, also, kind of, kind of the Saints. I'd say was you, and yeah. and I really wanted the Niners, and you really didn't. So I mean, I, I'd, I'd right. say, and we went with the Niners because you stepped up and said this is one I really am strong about, and that was better for me to be like hoping they would lose just to like spite you and ourselves and lose all the money just to get one up you on the air on the podcast. But that was successful, you know, like going that way. Yeah. So let, yeah. So I agree. Let's let's keep trying that. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, okay, we got the Sunday night game, and this is a good game. This is Philly plus three at Carolina. And I went one way initially, and I kind of changed my mind. But what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I see this going either way, um, but uh, I, I'm leaning toward Carolina. Uh, man, Sam Bradford, just he's just not playing that well, and this is all sudden he's going to face the, the team that's arguably whatever, one of the two best secondaries in the NFL, them and the Jets and Bronx, maybe one of the three best. Carolina, a very good defense. They're at home in prime time. Eagles, um, I still don't know what to make of them. They're they're so just Jekyll and Hyde. So I'm going to lay the – it's just a field goal. It's not anything yeah. more than that. So I would take the Panthers. Yeah, I want to look at the score. I kind of feel like I have a Philly hunch. I don't know. I've been you on love Philly. love Philly. Almost every week you're on them. Yeah, I have the winning 27-24, but that may be stupid. I mean, Stan Bradford is terrible. I mean, and it's not like – we can say, oh, he's just going through a bad phase. Like, he'll he'll be better. Like, he's never – when has he been a good quarterback in the NFL? He's been, like, an okay quarterback at times. But we can't, like, look back on a body of work. He's not. He's never even had a year as good as Jay Cutler's peak, you know? No, he's no. never had – you know, even Stafford, Cutler. Those guys have had better peaks than him, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to IPA that low in, in a chip 
him. I mean, look what Nick Foles did. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty discouraged. It's not just YPA. I mean, he's throwing picks like crazy. If you had a low YPA but you were taking care of the ball, at least, you know, you'd be Alex Smith, right? But, like, you combine low YPA and picks. <laughs> it's not a great combo. No. No. But, you know, Carolina, Cam Newton is really good. Cam Newton is like – people look at Russell Wilson. They're like, he's so great. I think Cam Newton, if he had – you know that that team around in the last two years, they might have he might have won the Super Bowl, tw- you know, once or twice too. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I can't tell you how they're gonna score 24 points or whatever with Carolina. It's just crazy with their skill position players. But as you said, I mean, Cam Newton just gets it done. You know, it's, it's it's not always orthodox, but he just gets it done. That's why I side with them. I have a Philly fan. I don't. Know, I got to think about this, but okay, we're not gonna touch that one. I don't think you, you would do Carolina if I was in. Uh, I was in. I actually did do a little mark to that. If, if you were in, I, I, I won't, let's put it this way. I won't fight for it, but if you were on board, I would have been on board. All right, we'll consider it. I, I still got to write. I, I really like when I'm sure of all the games before on Tuesday night because I write the column Wednesday. And the column doesn't take a long time to write. It's not a lot of words, but I just hate not being decided when I'm writing the column. It just takes forever. I just go back and forth. You start reading up on stuff. It just the more the deeper you dig, the worse it is. It's like in a fantasy draft when you're stuck on a pick and you start like researching and taking more time and using the all the entire clock. You know it's going to be a bad pick. Like if you don't have a pick in mind right away, it's bad. Like you just want to have you just want to have a snap decision. You want to know who you like. Yeah, and so often, so often, uh, if a guy right before you that you really wanted your heart was set on gets taken, the guy you you ultimately end up with out better anyway that, that that you know that seems to happen it's not always what you your original instinct is also oh i i disagree i, I just i mean yeah i've been excited to have a team and all of them sucked that's happened to me many times uh but i i'm talking more about just i doesn't it doesn't even have to be right away but like sleep on it overnight whatever i want to like by the time i'm writing the column like feel pretty good about a side you know I don't know. Maybe there's... Like you would be better, though. I get what you're saying, and what I said was maybe counterintuitive to that. But, but do you feel like you would be better against spread if you if we were able to do our pick, say, Las Vegas or your column, uh, Super Contest or your column, Saturday night or Sunday morning when you do the – even if you do the injury thing more? Do you think you think about it more, those extra five days would help? Yes, but but not from researching, right? Like I, like, I don't think the way to go is to, like, dig in to, like, read up on every player and who's hurt and what the matchups are. Like, to me, that's just, like – Agreed. Oh, no, I totally such a waste of time. I mean, all that's priced in. Like, who cares? Like, obviously, you want to know if, like, the quarterback's not playing or something like that. But, like, I just, you know, I just don't want to get get involved in that because that's going to mess you up because you're just going to see – it's just going to have so much confirmation bias. Whatever you find that you already think, you're going to, oh, but look at this. Like, this is, you know, look at, you know, they're talking about this. This is, this is a good sign because I already like this team. It's just bad. I think it would help, though, just to let – you know, I, I do think, like, the human brain is pretty good – at doing stuff um, sort of subconsciously or unconsciously. So I think, like, sometimes if you can't remember, like, you're watching a TV show and you're like, who's that actor? What's the name of that actor? I know who that is, and it's driving you crazy. If you think about it and keep trying to ask, your brain is, like, so caught up in asking that it doesn't get it done. But if you just forget about it, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, that's who it is. It'll just come to you, right? Yeah. No, no, I I totally agree. It's not just the the in-depth studying. It's just sometimes it's just – even if it's subconsciously, I feel like right. a lot of times come, come by Sunday, I'm like, why did I pick that team? And it's not like they're down 14 nothing. I'm saying before the game, yep. I'm like, I would totally have changed my pick if I if, if I'd thought about it more. Right, because basically I think the key is you ask your brain. You say, look, I've got a huge database of stuff in here. Right? I don't remember it all consciously. There's so many games I've watched. But I know football. I've observed a lot of football. You're asking your brain, go get me the answers to these questions, okay? But you're not, it's, you, know, it's, you don't have them immediately. It's just – Go get me the answers. And then if you just keep your mouth shut and forget about it and go for a walk outside, I know you don't do that, but, like, if you were to go outside once in a while, <laughs> and then and then later on it will just come to you. It'll be like, oh, I, feel, I understand what I feel about this game now, right? It's just your brain goes to work and, and, and gets you the answer. Now, sometimes I'll have all the answers and the game gets itself wrong. I can't, you know, of I course. can't control that. But, I mean, you know, I'm just saying I like when I have the answer, when I feel very – I hate just that back and forth. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But we're we're saddled with having to do it early, so um, so so, yeah. so we're left with to answer your question. Then yeah, and of course we can always just say, yeah, I'd be much better. You know, I'd be twenty percent better. But you know what? That's <laughs> I guess of course it's a little bit of a nice excuse we can have because we are your column is forced and our uh, podcast is Tuesday, so we can just say that we'd be much better. Oh yeah, we'd be five and zero every week if we <laughs> if we if we had time. So there's no doubt, you know. Um, All right, last game. Okay, last game. Uh, We got Baltimore plus seven and a half now. 
uh, at Arizona. And I'm interested in what you think about this game. I like Arizona to bounce back here. Baltimore, um, I know that they certainly are not as records suggest. They were a team that many picked to go to the Super Bowl, but their defense just looked so bad. Uh, the return of Steve Smith helped definitely a little bit in the passing attack. But Arizona is really good at home. I still believe they're a good team despite last week's setback. Um, this is the team that I would use uh, in Survivor this week, although there's not really many options other than the Patriots and them as far as spreads higher than four and a half. Um, but primetime Monday night, uh, I would lay the wood. Yeah, I'm, I actually predicted this 33-27 Cardinals, which actually Ooh. makes it a uh, Ravens cover. But I am so sick of backing the Ravens every week. I mean, I'm just, you know, my, if, if I just not backed the Ravens all year, you know, my, I'd probably be six games better against the spread. I don't know if they've if they covered any game all year. They they pushed against the Steelers. That one right, game. and that was yeah, we had that game, and that was totally luck too. Yeah, although they they did have a couple crappy turnovers earlier, but yes. Um, so, but I just think Arizona's not that good, man. I I don't know. They worked the Lions. They destroyed the Lions the week before. Their secondary so bad at Baltimore. I mean, I, I think Carson Palmer is probably going to be rated fantasy quarterback on a lot of people's cheat sheets this week. Yeah, he's their secondary sucks. God, they're bad. I mean, Kaepernick looked like, you know, Joe Montana out there. It's like there's just no – you'd think that they would get better. And the personnel, it's like Ladarius Webb, Jimmy Smith, aren't they still there? Aren't they both healthy right now? Yeah, I think Jimmy Smith – he has suffered an injury in, in the preseason, and I think he's playing through it clearly because he, he used to be good. At least he better hope that's the reason because he certainly had a down year. Yeah, it's just amazing, like, how bad they are. I don't know. I, I guess you could pr- bet on that persisting. I, I just have a Baltimore. I just think Arizona – Beat up on some really crappy teams. The only impressive win I thought was at Detroit because it was on the road. Not that Detroit's good, but just how much they crushed them. But I just think Baltimore's probably the value here. I don't know. I, I don't like – I don't think Arizona's that good, man. I, I don't think their D is that good. That's the thing. I don't think their secondary is especially good. Although the, <laughs> the Ravens do not have much passing attack. But I think Flacco may have a big game and keep them in this, score some points. So, all right, we'll, we'll skip that. You so, may be right, but Arizona's allowed six points. Okay. Uh, 11 interceptions, nine touchdowns. I mean, but you, you're right. Opponents have been pretty easy. But then again, could argue that they'll beat up on another bad opponent this week. I mean, you know, this right. is this is not right. This has not been a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of crazy to just expect the Ravens to be okay. You know, John Harbaugh is not magic. You know, he's not just going to magically make this team good. But um, all right, so what do we have so far? So it looks like uh, we are probably on the we're on the same page on some. But again, we don't want consensus. Well, the Jets and San Diego are two actually marked. It sounds like you're agreeing with me, but it, but those were two that I would fight for. So the Jets I mean, and San was... Diego, yeah, those are in. Those two were sealed. Um, and then, you know, I'm considering strongly pushing for Indy. Uh, I yeah, I, would, I wouldn't fight back. I have it's Indy. funny that we're, I think we lost two or three in a row picking them, then lost going against them, and now we're back to the well <laughs> picking them. I, you can't think about that, though. You, you can't. No, of course you, not. Of course. There's no pattern to it like that. It doesn't mean anything. Um, and then, you know, we both like Buffalo. But anyway, who cares? Yeah, we're not going to go consensus. So we got those two, maybe Indy, and we'll come up with one or two more this week. Sound good? That's good. All right, man. You're, you're very garbled. Well, I'm sorry about the poor connection. Someone's going to get their ass out. Trust me. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. You need to, uh, heads need to roll based on this. They will. They okay. will. All right, Dalton. Take it easy, man. All right. Thanks, Liz. That's Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. I'm Chris Liss. You can check out the podcast on iTunes. We'd love it if you commented something nicely, rated it well. That helps, obviously. Uh, and you can also subscribe to Rotowire, free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Thanks for listening.